8 out of 10 fictional doctors say that you should start your day the generic live show way. This is the generic live show. Thanks for joining us here on the generic live show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We should not talk like this. I'm trying to hide the burp as much as I can, but it's going to happen anyway. Whether you like it or not. There you go, see? Hello, Kimbap. Kip. Anyway, thanks for joining us here on the Today Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. Um, and now I can talk normally, see? There you go. Uh, uh, uh. So, something that... I'm actually surprised hasn't come up on this show before, but it is, it is new. So that that would explain why it hasn't come up on this show before. But again, I'm surprised a country hasn't tried it in these times. The the space of this show, I don't, I'm not, I'm surprised that it hasn't come up. So mental health days and when to take them. So. A Safe Work Australia report shows that mental health compensation claims are fast becoming one of the most costly problems in the Australian workforce. A recent report conducted by Beyond Blue showed that one in every five Australians took time off in the last 12 months due to mental health issues. Mental health issues are one of the most common forms of illness in Australia with 3 million Australians currently living with anxiety or depression alone. It's not just our personal lives that are affected by mental health, it's our work and careers too. Here is the Sunrise crew breaking this story down even further. There's a new push to allow workers to take mental health days off work without explaining why to the boss. Lucy Brogdon is about to become the National Mental Health, Com um, the National National Mental Health Commissioner and she says staff with mental health problems should not have to disclose their issues until they are ready. Let's bring in Alan Jones from 2GB and 4BC and Herald Sun columnist Rita Panahi in Melbourne. Morning to you both. Alan, should people, should workers be able to have up to three days in a row un unexplained sick leave? Well Sam, I'm loath to uh, take odds with Lucy Brogdon because she's been had all these sorts of difficulties with her husband, so she most probably knows the mental illness issue better than anybody. Um, I understand what, that's, what she's saying. My concern is that we do all these backdoor things to try and address the issue of mental health, but the reality is we are thousands and thousands of beds short for mental health patients, and there are people with severe mental illness who are sleeping in the streets or finish up in jail. So I just think we've got to do more than appoint a mental health commissioner and more bureaucracy. I'd like that money to be spent on genuinely addressing the concerns of people. Whether you take three sick days, I can understand people don't want to be able to tell the boss that I had a mental health problem yesterday. So Lucy makes a very valid point in relation to that. But it does obscure the reality that the resources available for mental illness, particularly in terms of hospital beds, are hopelessly inadequate. Rita, do some workers needing mental health days feel uncomfortable telling their boss the real reason they're taking time off? You can imagine they would. There is still a stigma attached. There shouldn't be. It shouldn't be any different to having a broken arm or the flu. Um, but I think you can already uh, not say anything. You can say you're unwell. And okay. Uh, I'll say my thoughts at the end for that one. No, but I, I, I disagree with that statement, but I'll tell you why in 20 seconds. 
We'll, 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 we'll come back to provide that. Provide a doctor's certificate that says you're unfit for work without specifying exactly why it is that you need a couple of days off. So I think uh, workers are already aware that they don't have to disclose that. So I don't really know why we need highly paid public servants to tell us things that I think most workers are already aware of. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now, that's all well and good. But, 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 the big thing about mental health is that it's not a physical attribute. Comparing mental health to a broken arm. Let me tell you a story. The story starts with no and finishes with no. There you go. There's your story. Happy story day. No, it's... Okay. There are... There are such things as compassionate leave, but it is it is slightly different than, say, sick leave is where you have to provide a doctor's certificate. Now, the grey area is how does one... I understand the grey area being how does one provide, provide a doctor's certificate for mental health issues. I understand that that area and that's that's something that needs to be further developed and that's again that's understandable and we can have that conversation but by going on there and saying well we're okay to have broken arms and, blah, 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 and that's fully legitimate i'm not degrading people with broken arms should not have time off and certainly not i'm not linking the two if that makes sense i'm certainly not making the two connections there and and it's it's certainly hard and it's and it's it's kind of really really hard to make the connection between the two uh, what do i think about knee niggers I don't know what niggers. Uh, I don't understand the question. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that. Is. Ah, ah, hmm. Uh huh. I just got that. I just got that. Thank you. Thank you, Atten Attenborough's dog, for that one. That's K N E E K N E E G E E R S. Man, for for people that have a male genitalia part in their nickname, to that. Well, if you if you have a broken knee, that's fine. There you go. Uh huh. I still don't understand the question. <laughs> uh, and we're banned. <laughs> there you go. There. It's been a great run. Generic Live Show is now off air. Uh, and they're good. Knees are great. Particularly when they go. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... I have a lot of them too, by the way. I just want to put that. I have two knees, and they're great. 
and they served me well. Uh, man, I am feeling dumb today. This coffee has not set in. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Back to mental health issues, which... Mm. Uh, however, despite these stats, mental health issues in the workplace are even more overlooked. With employees focusing more on physical health, mental health remains taboo. Therefore, when it comes to people calling in sick, people are unlikely to disclose their true purpose for their absence. Quote, over the past few years, they've seen a greater willingness from, from organisations to address mental health issues in the workplace, but there are still some huge amounts of work that needs to be done, says Nicholas Viadnas, mm, delicately go around that surname, director at Liquid HR. Uh, he notes that generally mental health HR policies still seem to be reserved for large institutions such as universities, government departments, and progressive corporations. For companies outside of this, he says, there's still a huge mindset that segregates physical and mental illness. <laughs> and Boris Dog says that his, his are horrific. That's not good. That's not good at all. You want them to be... You want them to be... Uh, to be fresh, right? Is that... Funky fresh. You want them to be funky fresh. <laughs> Funky Fresh Knees. That's what you need. <laughs> can we name the show Funky Fresh Knees? Do that. Is that a thing that we can do? I think that. I don't think that's a thing that we can do. Uh, according to the Beyond Blue research, back to this, uh, working in mental, uh, mentally and unhealthy and unsupportive organisation exuberates avoidance behaviours for those with mental health issues. These employees are less likely to seek health from their direct manager or human resources department. They are also less likely to disclose an experience of depression and anxiety, particularly in situations of pro career progression. Yeah, that's that's mainly because you don't want you don't want that to be jeopardized. I don't think that's more of a case of uh, jeopardization, more so than anything else. Because I don't I don't think I don't I don't think that. You don't, you don't want career, your career to be jeopardized by something as mental health. And in that mindset, I'm not saying that everyone does this, but in that mindset, one can certainly go, all right, what outweighs my, uh, what outweighs the benefit of this promotion? I want this promotion. What can I do to get this promotion? I know kick this to the side and it, 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 it I don't know that, 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 that's a tough situation to uh, to to push the findings of the report show that these employees concerns can be made ju be justified when interviewed one in every three employees said that it came to a specific work situation that they would have reservations about working with someone experiencing depression or anxiety particularly if it was their line manager. Hmm, okay, that's interesting. Some employees believe that someone experiencing depression would less likely perform their job adequately. Well, that's certainly could be somewhat true, I guess, because 
you don't you, you certainly don't want your manager to be anxious that's not a good thing because those symptoms are and for um not symptoms i suppose they're still symptoms if they happen after the fact so that's that's certainly true you don't want your line manager being freaked out uh, mental health can still be preserved uh, preserved as a taboo subject, and this is reflected on how many organizations can deal with outsourcing it to employee assistant program, EAP providers, he says. By providing services in the background, largely unchanged and left to their own devices, of course they are critical, but there is still commitment from organizations to educate employees and address the issues here on in. Here, Viagras hopes that this mindset will change. However, in the meantime, how do employees navigate sick days versus mental health days? Marnie Lissman is a health and well-being psychologist. She says that it's difficult for employees to know the best way to approach the issue. In a perfect world, confessing to taking mental health day would be great as if anyone is open and honest about it. Workplace would acknowledge that they need for them and it would be more normalized, she says. Also, normalizing mental health is definitely something that needs to happen pretty quickly. And I'm actually surprised that mental health hasn't become this this all-encompassing thing that just happens at this point. Because if it was, people okay, people will say, mm, no, mm, it shouldn't be normal, we, we're, we're suffering. But if it's become normal, it then it becomes easy to deal with. At the flip side, like like bullying, for instance, is no, I'm not saying that that is normal and it's definitely not right, but it's something that is quote unquote normal, and there are practices in place to deal with that, particularly in a workplace. Anyway, <laughs> a bot mission, and I don't know. Anyway. Uh, backfire on the... In reality, if workplaces don't appropriate the mindset uh, about this yet, admitting to take mental health days could backfire for an employee. Mental health days are necessary because when it's not normally healthy, it affects how we function, just the same way as we're physically unwell. Uh, Lishman said that mental health sick days give us time to source the best treatment to heal ourselves whether this is a rest at home or a visit to a health professional. So what are the signs that signal that we need a mental health day? There are many signs, but the key ones relate to your performance at work, uh, your ability to concentrate, your ability of tiredness, she says. Feeling irritable with colleagues and experiencing systems anxiety is also things to be aware of. Uh, again, I agree that... I agree that mental health is huge and it's just still this topic that we can't understand yet, but the introduction of the ability to take mental health days is a huge step in the right direction and I think it's going to be the future of, of HR is, is coming up with as many things, as many quote-unquote things, I don't know really the right term for it, it the, the, as many policies, I suppose, is, is probably a word in the English language, whether it's the right one or not, it's a whole other story, but policies that 
encompasses the employees and makes them feel more inclusive. Inclusivity is kind of a huge, a huge deal, I suppose, in in human resources, and this is a a perfect way to for for that to occur. As we continue here on the generic live show for a Sunday, it's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek IO. Well, there are some pretty good airports out there, but the best airport just got a whole lot better. It's taken it's taken the world by storm. I'll tell you, tell you how exactly the best airport in the world just got a whole lot better. Right after this, as we continue here on the Genetic Live Show for a Sunday, it's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. It's 10.50.